You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Happy Monday, folks. It is the Outside Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Network. Uh, I am Adil Royster, Chill Ride, Chill Vibes as always. Uh, Sixers did not have a game tonight. They had one last night against the Charlotte Hornets, which they won because a Mr. Joel Hans Embiid dropped 53 points against the Charlotte Hornets. So, you know, Joel is just kind of doing everything, even though we really, really hoped that he wouldn't have to. But anyway, that's how it is right now. Uh, Dave Early, always my co-host, always on the pod with me. Dave, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm all right. How you doing? Uh, all right. Uh, if you happen to hear little like infant baby noises, it's because the man cub, a.k.a. my nephew, is actually sitting in on the pod. So I don't know if he will or will not have opinions about what we're about to say, but we'll find out. I'm sure he's a Tyrese Maxey fan. Everybody's a Tyrese Maxey fan. How could how could somebody not be like you have to have you have to just not like fun for that to be present? That's fair. Yep. So. Joel Embiid, 53 points against the Charlotte Hornets. And then it happened today where the news came down where uh, he was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the second time this season. Oh, that's fine. Uh, across three games last week, he he only averaged 43 points, 10 rebounds, three uh, almost four assists, a steal, and a block, all on 74% true shooting. Uh Sure, kind of, kind of warranted there, right? He, the man's out of his mind. He's playing so well. He ninety-one points over his last two games. Um, I just don't know what teams are supposed to do with him. I mean, he he plows right through Anthony Davis, gets him in foul trouble in minutes. Uh, he goes right through LeBron James and double teams, and then the next game, poor Plumley and whoever. Oh was, wow. Which, Whoever which, was like slowly, haphazardly double teaming. Which Plumley brother was it this time? Because there's like eight of them in the league. I thought it was Mason. Okay, just just making sure. That's what I thought it was too. But all the Plumleys come out of a lab or something, so who knows anymore at this point? I, I uh, have a funny story about them. If you want to sneak it in there, sure. We're already on the subject. I I was on a rooftop bar in new york city once with a friend who's not really a basketball fan and i'm telling him that's over there that's mason Plumley, and so i explained to him that there's like you know three or four of them there's actually one of the knicks at the time and i ha- i go through it with him I'm like there's miles but that's not miles that's mason so if you're gonna go say hi make sure you only call him mason long story short he went over and called him miles and <laughs> even after we even after we went through it like three times so i guess he was tipsy uh, and screwed it up, but that was my fun Mason Plumley story. Listen, all the Plumleys look alike to me. Like, is that wrong? Is that is that a bad thing to say? Uh, it's just that we went through it. Like, that is Mason. Do not call him Miles. <laughs> Do not call him Marshall. And he goes right over and calls him Miles. 
Unbelievable. Uh, MB 53 points on Sunday. Uh, about a month ago, he scored 59. And didn't we talk about this kind of when the season started? Like, we didn't want Joel to have to carry so much of the load in the beginning of the season or indefinitely. Like, I thought we discussed this, Dave. Like, yeah, it- you and I, the, the championship path that you and I outlined was Joel takes much less of the scoring burden up this year. There's a different high score all the time one night it's Harden, one night it's joe the next night it's joe again and the next night it's maxi and then one night it's tobias um maybe one night it's melton where Embiid is anchoring the defense and sprinkling in is tucker didn't play in one of those games Harden didn't play in one of those games where he only played 29 minutes maxi got a night off even and Embiid got a night off and the ideal version of that team is a more egalitarian sixers they all get load management. They all win anyway, and they're all healthy, and Joel doesn't have to do this stuff in November and early December. But we didn't get that. They had little interest in the load management. Who knows if it would have prevented the injuries that they picked up anyway, but they're they're pressing right now. They're pressing real hard. All right, fine. We're, we're here. We're here now. I guess, I guess Daryl, North Doc Rivers got our emails and text messages and smoke signals and carrier pigeons and everything else. So this this is where we are. We're we're here now. So they probably is, did. I think Daryl sees those stats about like, well, you got to be the one, two, or the three seed, and I really want to be that. And I think Doc thinks like, well, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So now he's averaging a career high thirty three point four points on a career high sixty two point two percent true shooting. He's ahead of Luca's. 32.9 and this is what i'm afraid of like because i know joel probably looked at the stats and i'm pretty sure you know joel looks at the stats and is there anything that would suggest where he's just like oh all right i'm 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 already i'm on top i don't need to stay on top like i i feel like he's gonna see the stat board and he's gonna be like mm. damn i got a shot to win a scoring title screw it we're doing this yeah, I'm worried about the same thing. I didn't really think about that, but now that you bring it up, I'm suddenly adding I'm that sorry. to my list of worries. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. That's my bad. I apologize. He's gonna he's gonna hear a little bit of MVP buzz. He's gonna hear a little bit of scoring title buzz. Uh, watching the ESPN broadcast a couple nights ago, you couldn't help but hear he would be the first player since Kareem from the five position to drop 30 points per game two years in a row. Uh, all his like 40 and 10 totals were up there with like Wilt and Kareem and Harden and Magic. So it's like, oh man. Here's problem. What I... Sorry, go ahead. Problem is these games come against Utah and Charlotte and Min- and Milwaukee and Boston do not play him the same way. So right. y- you hear Doc say things like, I loved the way James Harden played against Charlotte. That's the ideal way I want James to play as a facilitator point guard and scorer. And I'm thinking to myself, but that's not the way any of these elite teams are going to play them. So you shouldn't use this as a template. Here's what I will say about uh, Joel. I like the fact that he's in a quote after Friday's win. He's like, quote, I try to send a message to my teammates. You hear a lot that I'm actually the best offensive player, the best defensive player, playmaking leadership. I like what I'm hearing, but Joel, we also need that kind of leadership production in the playoffs. And if you're not healthy, then you're not much good to the rest of your teammates. So I get that you're trying to 
you know, shoulder the load because you feel you have to. But at the same time, it's not like the the thing that we're trying to achieve. I don't know if it's necessarily gotten by the way you're playing right now. Yeah, I think if Joel heard that, he'd, he'd be understandably frustrated. He would say things like, come on, you guys were worried about me never playing. Now I'm able to play. I want to play all the time. And when I play re- regularly, I actually feel better than when I'm load managed. And I made it to the playoffs healthy in the last two years, and I got hurt in game three of each first-round series. So even if you get me there, the playoffs is a different, more dangerous beast. And so all that, I say, sorry, man, we need to increase the chances of getting either healthy and then rolling the dice because I don't love the Sixers' chances winning the title without home court advantage. If they were the five seed or a six seed, you wouldn't feel great about it having to start in Cleveland and then go to Boston and then go to Milwaukee. But no. you'd feel a heck of a lot better about it than hearing Harden is dealing with a foot, Maxie's dealing with a hamstring, and B's dealing with a thumb and a face. You know, like, so between all of these evils, I'd rather this team be healthy because we've seen guys like Luca, we've seen guys like Elijah Wan, we've seen these one-man wrecking crews Go far in the playoffs, and unlike Luca, uh, Embiid has a chance to have a lot more talent around him if they could all get to the playoffs healthy. See, this is obviously why I'm not a professional basketball coach, Dave. Like, this is why this is why I've never gotten that phone call. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Maybe you should uh, DM Maury and see if. No, if anything, I want to be like head coach of like the Houston Rockets or something so that I can grow with the team. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, everything about the team and supporting cast and everything, I will say, good God, I I love what I'm seeing out of D'Anthony Melton lately uh, against, against the Lakers and then again against the Hornets. Like D'Anthony is like. He is melting from three, like like what I did there. Okay. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, the, and, and you got the man cub the, going. The man, one. the man cub is coughing. I don't know if he necessarily appreciated that, and now he's groaning. So I know that was a bad joke. Um, but yeah, the Anthony's been balling the last couple of games, and I enjoy it. If he is playing like that offensively, and his shot is dropping, he's he's like a really, really, really awesome player. One of those players who you can't quantify his value like a Mikhail Bridges, like a 2018 Robert Covington, you know, a guy who's just giving you pure value on both ends of the floor, almost like a borderline all-star talent when when he's playing at that level. Like all his threes dropping, and he had like seven steals, half of the team's deflections, and he's just everywhere. And you can see when he's got it going, and Tobias, who's been hot lately, also has it going Joel's a much better player because he does make the easier pass, and he's a lot more reluctant to when those guys aren't hitting. That being said, um, this is the the Anthony Melton we hoped that we were getting in the trade, so it's just nice that we're getting it along with everything that Tobias has been doing this season because Toby's still playing well this season so far. Yeah, it would have haunted us if if Roddy was just balling out and you looked at the pick that they traded away with Danny Green to get Melton and you started dreaming about having that player for the next handful of years. But given this team's goals and where they're at, Melton pick is uh the Melton trade is paying off. So far. And you know, you wanted to bring up some things about like Harden and what he's been doing the last couple of games. So I'm interested in hearing like any new thoughts that you have on Harden 
after the last seven days. Well, I wasn't sure if he should have come back when he did because four of 19, seven turnovers looked like trash in Houston. He blew off and beat a couple times trying to play hero. And yeah, that, just... that, we, we've made that point, Dave. We've, we've beaten that dead horse to as far as it could go. The whole thing was a mistake. I'm guessing he shouldn't, he wasn't ready to play, but wanted to play. And he's averaging 43 minutes now since he's been back. He's actually leading the entire league in minutes per game. And Jesus Christ, I don't know everything. I'm wrong a lot, but I know that that's not the answer because this guy's 33. This guy hasn't been healthy since the 2019, 2020 season for a full year. And you, you saw how good he was when he was last healthy that year and the beginning of the 2021 season before his hamstring issues. And you see how limited he looks when he's not healthy and not fresh. So I just don't get it. I don't understand the Sixers desperate need to push him like he's 23 years old playing him as many minutes as maxi no matter what this scenario no matter how injured he is even if he's limping and goes to get treatment he comes right back in and plays 30 minutes on a sprained foot so what's going on with this where is their czar of common sense to step in and say dude he's he's 33 he hasn't been healthy treat him like you would joel Embiid." I, I want to say it has something to do with, like, I don't know, maybe Doc doesn't, like, despite how DeAnthony Melton's been doing the last couple of games, it's like, yeah, he's doing well, and, you know, Shake is doing okay, but at the same time, I still feel I need to ride Harden for, like, 40 minutes. Like, I, I just don't understand that. Like, you have multiple horses. Like, run multiple horses if that's the case. Yeah, every time I hear somebody blame one person, like blame Harden for wanting to be out there, blame Doc for doing it, blame the med staff for letting him back in hurt, blaming Maury, I feel like that doesn't quite answer the picture. I, I feel like this is a group thing, and you and I did the triple ass-kicking last week. We gave one to Maury, we gave one to Doc, and we gave one to Harden, and I think we were on the money. I think that's the way to look at it, basically. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see if... Put your heads together and figure this out. So if Harden is logging these kinds of minutes when Maxi gets back, like, are we really going to be worried at that point? Because at that point, he was last we saw them, two of them healthy. I guess they felt the need to pick up the slack because Embiid had plantar and and conditioning related from plantar. So they were like, all right, we're just a balls out guard team. Let's go. And you and I were like, oh, are you sure this is a good idea? So maybe maybe they will just keep playing them like this. I don't know. Well, that's just that's just frustrating to hear. they really want that three seed. I guess so. And uh, like I can see that point. It is much better having home court for at least one round as opposed to having to go on the road every round of the playoffs. So on that point, I guess I see where you're coming from. The champions but, are first seeds and second seeds almost exclusively. And then there's like eight three seeds that won it. So you see why Maury pushes that stuff. But at the same time, I think a healthy Sixers, like five, six seed, I feel like they could be just dangerous as hell. Like that's just me. And I think like if you are trying to win the championship, you're necessarily hitting Yahtzee. You're an outlier. So Look at the scenario, look at your ceiling path and ask what it is. And for this team, it probably is kind of some coasting during the regular season and making sure everyone's healthy come the end and catching someone off guard, the Road Warriors title type of deal. 
All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, uh, satisfy the sponsors because they do great things for our podcast. And the, the, the man cub is excited about taking the break, apparently. So we're going to take a break, come back, satisfy the ad men and women and uh, add people of all genders and creeds and sexual orientations. But that's beside the point, I guess. Anyway, we'll be right back after these words. It is the Out of Sight Podcast and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network back in a second. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. It is Adil Royster and David Early. We're here. Uh, talked about Joel Embiid and James Harden in the first segment. Now we're going to go around the league a little bit for some, some fun stuff. Uh, Zion Williamson, named Western Conference Player of the Week this past week. Um, Dave, is it wrong to think that like the Pelicans are out here looking a little riskier than i thought they would be like they're the, they're the one seed in the west like i wouldn't have thought that to start the season i didn't think that was humanly possible no and i think frisky is a slap in the face they're they're awesome uh it's it's these teams that you're right that's, multiple... that's total disrespect to the new orleans pelicans i'm sorry you are upgraded well past frisky but far at, past frisky but at the same time i don't quite see you as like a title contender just yet I'm not quite there. I'm getting there, but I'm I'm on I'm on your bandwagon. I have purchased tickets to ride the train. Okay, just let Pelicans fans don't get all up in my Twitter. Okay, I see you. I see you, Pelicans fans. I see you. You're acknowledged. Okay, I'm sorry that I lowballed the uh, adjective there. I think it's totally fair to say some of these young teams could win the title. The New Orleans Pelicans, Memphis Grizzlies, the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of those teams might be your 2023 champion, and we all need to accept that. That is going to be a fun... I feel like this is going to be, more than other years, going to be a real fun NBA playoffs this season with New Orleans playing the way they are, 
and with Cleveland playing the way they are, it's it's going to be fun stuff. It's just another reminder of why the Sixers did the process. It's always great to stockpile like four lottery picks, four high lottery picks, because, you know, you saw the Golden State win multiple championships doing that. You saw the Cavs get one. You saw the Cavs rebuild with some more. That's a, It's a good tried, tried and uh, true method here. And here's the thing. The Grizzlies are still out there. The Grizzlies are still good. The Nuggets have won two in a row. I mean, the, the Suns are have lost four in a row, but they're still lurking. The Warriors are the eight seed in the West, but I'm not necessarily going to count that team out. Like, there's a lot that could happen out there. Yeah, it's still bothering me that the New York Knicks could have had Donovan Mitchell, but basically didn't want him because they thought he was too pricey to offer guys like R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes, and now he's building a juggernaut in Cleveland. Thanks a lot, Leon Rose. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say that I, I, I don't know if I want to take my lap right now, but uh, Dave, I don't know if I told you, I don't know if you remember this, but I said at the beginning of the season that I'm not buying the Miami Heat this year, and mm. they could, they currently sit in tenth place in the East at twelve and fifteen, and they just something there just doesn't look right about Miami. Can we say it's the PJ Tucker factor, or is that not? No, nice? we're not saying that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Like we're we're not saying that PJ Tucker is the reason why the Miami Heat, <laughs> the lack of my uh, of PJ Tucker is why the Heat is struggling. We're not giving PJ Tucker that kind of clout, especially given how he's played in a Sixers uniform this season. I'm not doing that. Well, and, great call by you, and shame and on us- you for insinuating that. By the way. It's a great call by you, and a lot of us took premature victory laps pronouncing the Brooklyn Nets in shambles, Um, but they're 17 and 12. They're not far back from teams like Boston and Milwaukee. Still not buying Brooklyn. Not buying Brooklyn. Still not buying Brooklyn. Sorry. They look a lot better than the Sixers. Yeah, only by record. Like, if if the... Right now, the Sixers and Brooklyn are 4-5, and Brooklyn has the four games at home, and I'm just like... I don't That's mind fair. that too much. If the Sixers were healthy, you'd have to feel good about it. I don't, I don't mind that too much. Uh, other teams in the East. Uh, it, Indiana is, like, watchable? They're, they're not... They Like, I don't see the Pacers on my NBA League pass, and like, eh, I can skip over that. Like, in, Indiana's decent. Indiana's decent. I find Atlanta intriguing because... Trey Young's usage is like even higher than it used to be now that they've added Murray in the fold. And I'm like, what? What's going on over there? How does this working or is this going to work? What's going to happen with John Collins? I think I saw today the Nets are still interested. You always hear about guys like Miles Turner. Um, Shams did not mention Sixers specifically, but you know Daryl Moyes had his eye on Eric Gordon and the price there is supposedly about a first round pick. Sixers don't really have one unless they started tweaking protections. Um, but there could be some shakeups. There will be some shakeups. Now, do you have any like individual surprises where you're just like, wow, uh, I'm enjoying how this is playing out right now? Because I, I definitely have one. And I don't know if you're thinking of the same guy that I am. Oh, you go first. Uh, welcome to the league, Bowl Bowl. Like, I thought you could, I thought, I thought this would be the kind of player that you are. Like, I am enjoying the Bowl Bowl show, I got to say. Uh, he's averaging about 12 and a half points a game, seven rebounds, 
shooting like 40% from three on two attempts, which, uh, yeah, small sample size given like game by game basis. But Bowl Bowl is out here looking pretty good. Like I saw some point Bowl Bowl the other night and I was just like seven two running the running the floor. I'm I'm here for this. Yeah, yeah, Bobo looks pretty good. He's a fun player to watch too. He looks so long. Right. And I that being said, I do kind of feel bad for like um Mo Bamba cuz I was on the Mo Bamba train like even when he was drafted. So, I'm just like I I'm enjoying everything that's going on right now. Yeah, I like the um I know his shooting hasn't been there lately, but I do like OG Ananobi. I think the Raptors have been disappointing. The legend of OG Ananobi continues. Yes. Um, I think the Raptors have been disappointing. You have heard these rumblings that they could do like a seismic shakeup if they continue to hover around 500. And he's one of the first names you think of that could get dealt because he's not a star talent, but every team in the league could use a player like him. Right. And if they did want to make a huge splash, I don't know, you know, where is Kevin Durant at these days? Is Are they going to revisit that? But uh, there are some teams that will probably be calling Brooklyn. I don't think it'll really happen at this point, but you never know. Um, like, I can't even think about, like, what team would, like, make that swing for OG. And, like, I'm not – and let's be honest. Like, if the Raptors were just like, all right, we're just – yeah, here's the thing about the Raptors, and it's something that NBA teams don't want to be in. Like, they don't want to be in that middle ground where it's just like, all right, we're not good enough to be a contender, but we're not bad enough that we can't get like a top five draft Victor. pick. Like, that's a that's yeah, that's a that's a hard position to be in if you're the Raptors. So, like, if you're if you're Masai Ujiri, like, what how how are you playing this? I don't know if I'm going for it full tilt. Yeah, I'm working the phones. I'm trying to figure out everything because uh, I, I could I could theoretically trade anyone except Barnes, who I probably am committed to. But if if we're funny, putting... you said funny you said Barnes and not Siakam. Well, if you're talking Kevin Durant, you gotta consider yeah. trading Siakam. He's... Okay, that's fair. Um, but but you know that kind of defeats the purpose because if you're going all in with Kevin Durant, you. Pre- probably prefer Siakam to Barnes because Siakam is still better than Barnes to, right now. Every every week you're trying to trade Kevin Durant elsewhere. Like do you just do you just not like the, the your your neighbors in Brooklyn? Like what's well, the, what's the deal there? Well I didn't get to listen to it yet, but I saw Kyle Newbeck and ESP had a pod talking about trading Maxine and Tobias and I hope that that package <laughs> is about Kevin Durant. Uh, all right so so we so the your weekly trade kevin durant out of brooklyn segment is brought to you by no i'm kidding we, we're not sponsored we, we don't have any segmented sponsorships um but that doesn't mean that we're not open to it um finally on, on the pod i don't know if you've noticed on my twitter feed uh there there have been quite some yams being dished out this past week uh let, let's see uh lucas over drew was probably the one that got me where it's just like oh wow okay because i sometimes forget how athletic Doncic is sometimes so when he's running the floor and he gets up like that and just puts drew on a poster i'm just like oh dear lord i i i forgot he was athletic enough to do that <laughs> yeah and, and it was funny that the reaction of his teammates and coaches was laughter 
<laughs> right? It's just like they they didn't want to believe that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there was there was another one. I can't remember what it was. I um, it, it was Croatian yams, but I can't quite remember who the player was. And it was called an offensive foul. And when I saw it, I was just like, okay, this is why calls need to be reviewable. Like even those. Oh, it was my it was my turn. It was my second adopted son, uh, Alpern Shengun of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, goes coast to coast. Dunks on this poor Oklahoma City Thunder player. And I'm sorry, but my guy, your left foot was inside the restricted circle when you jumped to try to block. That's a that's a blocking foul, folks. Like, I'm sorry. That's what it is. He made a bad business decision. And now he's going to be on the Alpern Shengun NFT that I'm going to purchase as soon as it's available. I like it. I'm just saying, refs, you, you need to you need to know you need to know where the restricted circle is, folks, because you're like you're you're ruining great moments in NBA history right now. Like we're, I'm going to look back on that and be like, okay, that is the turning point of Alpern Shengun's career, right there. There it is. Spe- speaking of this, it just seems this year. Remember last year, this time, or a little earlier in the year, we were talking so much about changes and non-basketball fouls and they were cracking down on that and then they kind of stopped cracking down on it for a while right this year, what happened this year, to that this year it's clear that they have like half of them have decided to randomly enforce travels on the catch and the other half what? have have not and so you, you watch these games and you're just like what are they like why are they calling this a travel on the catch, just he shuffles his feet, and then not this one where this guy is taking like six steps. And so I, I haven't been able to understand it, but it's just been a theme throughout the year of weird travel calls at weird times and not calling them at other times. Uh, I, there's just no consistency. I, I have a friend who follows me on Twitter, and he knows who he is when he listens to this podcast. But he is always saying how bad NFL ref, um, NBA referees are. Like, they don't call travels. Like, they call blocks and charges the wrong ways. So I'm just like, dude, no league's referees are perfect, okay? And, and for if- years, that was fair. But all of a sudden, this year, they are apparently trying to call travels and calling them at very weird times. NFL NFL officials still don't a thousand percent know what a catch is, and, and an NBA don't know what a travel is, and it drives me nuts because both are the same. I watch a game with someone, and I'm like, "Was that a travel?" And I I look at the play, and I'm like, "I think so," but I could see a long debate on Twitter happening about it where he gathered it, so I'm not really right. sure. And like, I've been an NBA fan my whole life, basically, and so that fact that we don't know what a travel is, and these refs clearly don't know what a travel is they don't all agree on what a travel is something's going on and and dave seriously don't even get me started on mlb umpires don't even get me started every umpire has has his own strike zone i'm mm-hmm. like can, can we just can we just have the robotic strike zone please can we just you gotta have, use a robot strike zone there yeah. gotta use the computerized strike zone like we have the technology if uh soccer leagues can use computers to identify goals or non-goals like we have the tools we have the technology for computerized strike zones because this is getting ridiculous dallas goddard is still out because someone twisted his face mask caused him to fumble and he hurt his shoulder right And, and that wasn't even reviewable with perfect camera angles and they have to review turnovers so someone could have looked at that and said oh okay he only fumbled it because they twisted his his neck 
on his it, face mask. I'm not even asking you to. I'm not even asking you to throw a flag. What I'm asking you to do is just like, hey, uh, it's possible that he fumbled because he got his neck turned 180 degrees the wrong way. Just yeah, just don't rule it a turnover. Turnovers that are only caused by fouls that the refs missed. At least just use your replay when you're allowed to use replay. When right. you're already looking at the play, look at the most important thing in that play. I, I think this comes down to three words, Dave. Use common sense. Yes, the common sense are that the Sixers need to tell them, hey, maybe James Harden shouldn't be leading the league in minutes, literally. Uh, are, are you applying? Are you, are you making an announcement that you're applying for that job? I'm just going to keep hammering on Liberty Ballers, <laughs> hoping, that it's, hoping that it gets through. Well, Godspeed to you on that. Uh, we're going to call it an evening for the night. Uh, read LibertyBallers.com. Uh, follow me and Dave on Twitter. I am at D.O.B. Royster. Dave is David at David Early. Follow the site at Liberty underscore Ballers. Listen to all the podcasts on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am a deal Royster. Dave Early, as always, uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Birds at 12 and 1. Uh, go, go, Birds. Uh, we have, I believe, we have Chicago next week. And looking at the DraftKings opening lines, the Birds are favored on the road in Chicago by nine. Um, where, are the, where are the Birds in your power rankings right now? One. 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 Numero Be- uno. On a neutral field, they're beating Buffalo? Yes. No way. Not yes. Happening. Buffalo well, I mean, is winning that game. So you know what a neutral field is. You know what a neutral field is. Super Bowl. So we're gonna. So we're gonna test that theory. Yeah, I mean those Bill fans turn out. It'll be uh pretty loud. That's fine. It'll be a good old fashioned tables, ladders, and chairs match in the parking lot. That's cool. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Until next week, Adia Royster, Dave Early. We're gonna get out of here. Talk to everybody next week. Go Birds. Go Sixers. Go Philadelphia. Let's use it. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture, and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.